Open your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. It is one of the favorite chapters of some of you. It is a dividing chapter in the book of Romans in some respects. It begins with a therefore which directs us backward and shows us and reminds us that from Romans chapter 1, as Gentile pagans, we were condemned in chapter 2 by conscience. Chapter 1 being creation, chapter 2 being conscience, we are condemned. Chapter 3, by Scripture, quotation upon quotation, we are condemned. In chapter 5, our relationship to Adam, we are condemned. In chapter 7, our inability to keep the law of God perfectly, we are condemned. We are condemned and damned as we make our way to Romans chapter 8. On the other side of Romans chapter 8, and included in Romans 8, we have all things working together for good to them that are the called according to God's purpose. We have God's electing grace in that chapter. We cannot be separated from His love. We have the renovation of the universe and our certain blessing of all things that we need because God has given His Son for us. And it continues through the end of the book with all spiritual blessings that have been given to us. We have a verse in the middle of all this that directs us backward to see our condemnation, that directs us forward to see our salvation. And it is the first verse of Romans chapter 8. And I read it to you. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. By being chosen in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world, all the condemnation and damnation, reprobation, ungodly wickedness of the first seven chapters is blotted out because we're in Christ Jesus, the Son of God. But it says something about those that are in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say anything about them believing the doctrine of election. Here's what it says about them. Who walk. Who walk. It doesn't say anything about their talk. It doesn't say anything about their singing. Who walk. Who walk. Not after the flesh. What your flesh wants to do, the lust of the flesh, what your eyes want to do, the lust of your eyes, the pride of life, these people that are in Christ Jesus do not walk after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This is a mark of God's elect. And in our first assembly today, we have to face this fact that for us to know whether we are in Christ, for us to know that there is no more condemnation upon us, as this book of Romans in the first half so clearly and forcefully describes, is based on our walk. So let's forget all the talk. Let's examine ourselves today in the presence of God and before the Lord and confess every known sin that we have if you have not already done that. Let us humble ourselves before His Word, which will speak to us today about things that we need to change in our lives. And let us walk after the Spirit the Holy Spirit of God who has given us this Word, this divine library that lists the things that He would have us to do, eight of which are in Second Peter chapter 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Right. 
And what do those people look like that are in Christ Jesus? They reject and hate the flesh. They reject and hate the world. They love the Spirit of God and the things written by the Spirit of God that are spiritual in nature. They are spiritually minded, not carnally minded, as you can read in the verses that come up next. Because it says in verse 6, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Let heaven and Christ, let the cross and glory be the things that consume our hearts and our minds. Otherwise, the book of Romans is not for you. And it is not to you. Because you do not show the evidence of those that are in Christ Jesus. And if the Spirit of God is not in you, according to verses 9 and 10, then you are not part of Christ and Christ is not in you. We want to examine ourselves and confess our sins and restore by the gracious forgiveness that is in God through Christ our relationship and fellowship with Him today and make our calling and election sure. Let us pray. O Lord God Jehovah, our Almighty Father in heaven, we bless and we praise Thy holy name. We thank Thee that in the gospel of grace we hear the good news and glad tidings that You have chosen a people in Christ Jesus the Lord, and in Him there is therefore now no condemnation. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for lifting the condemnation that we deserve and applying it to Christ Your Son, who in His own body took our sins on the tree of Calvary. Heavenly Father, forgive us where we have been blind. Forgive us where we have been short-sighted, near-sighted, looking at the things around us that are physical in nature, that are temporary by Your definition, that are foolish, vain, and vexing, and forgetting the glories of heaven and the glories accomplished on the cross of Calvary. We thank Thee that it is in Christ Jesus that there is no condemnation. It is not in any church. It is not in any form of doctrine. It is not in any denomination. It is not in any family. Oh Lord, it is in Christ Jesus. And we want to give Him all the honor and the glory this day. Father in heaven, we pray. We beg and beseech Thee like Moses did who asked, Show me Thy glory. Heavenly Father, that You would show us Your glory in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee for Him. We thank Thee that we have sitting at Your right hand a mediator, an intercessor, a counselor forever. Not only has He saved us by His death, but we shall be saved by His never-ending, perpetual life. O Lord, we thank Thee for the Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, pray for us. Because we are weak, Satan would sift us He hardly needs to help us. Our flesh is so weak, but our spirits are willing. And we pray that You would stir us up in our spirits this day. That You would grant us divine power for all things that pertain to life and godliness. That we would walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. That we would mortify the flesh. That we would cut off our right hands and pluck out our right eyes. That we would follow hard after the Lord Jesus Christ. And be conformed to Him and not to this world. 
Transform us, O Lord, by the renewing of our mind and strengthen us to do what we should do in escaping the corruption that is in the world through lust. According to the great and precious promises, the exceeding great and precious promises that you've given us. Heavenly Father, what we pray for ourselves, we humbly and affectionately pray for all of our brethren throughout the world. We ask nothing for ourselves that we do not pray for them. And we pray for every assembly of saints and we pray for every scattered sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would grant them what we have just prayed for ourselves. Heavenly Father, by whatever means they have available, and those men that are in their pulpits, we pray this day that you would strengthen them, that you would open the Word of God to them to behold wondrous things out of your law, that you would give them great hardness of forehead and great eloquence of speech, that together they might make manifestly plain the glories of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the nation in which we live. We pray that you would preserve it for the sake of our children and their children that we might continue to worship Thee in spirit and in truth according to Your precious Scriptures. Forgive us our sins of every kind. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Purify this congregation this day that our worship will be acceptable before Thee. Heavenly Father, increase our love of Thee, our love of the Lord Jesus Christ, our love of Thy Word, that we would humble ourselves before it, purging ourselves from all wickedness, that we would boldly approach thy throne with a clear conscience made clear by the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, in whose precious, glorious name we pray. Amen. Amen.